This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Ready, steady, go. Hello, darkness. <laughs> My old friend. Yes. We come to podcast here again. We have. Uh, the dreadliest one. Uh, we were Paxers. Uh, as you can see, I finally got my headphones. Thank goodness. Just now over at uh, Supercuts right next door. Oh, is it Super? Oh, I think it was Great Clips. Great, oh, yes, great Clips. Supercuts, Great Clips, Sport Clips. All the clipping. They, to me. Pretty much. Pretty anyway, much. uh Got my hair cut finally. You're, you're presentable. Thank you. We can finally take you out again. Thank you. And then uh, <laughs> we started discussing grooming. Yes. And uh, we both uh, were chuckling ever so slightly about Hello Kitty trying to deny that he is. I just groomed himself. Now that he's all skinny faced. He, and he looks good. Looks good. Uh, he looks good, but he's uh, adopted the, the Doa look. And that's why. I'm I'm neither going to confirm to deny. I'm not I'm not weighing in on that one. He's Doa Kitty now. <laughs> well, he's your little. You, he's your kitten. It's now. It is part of our guerrilla marketing campaign for Doa Kitty 2020. Be the bacon. Yeah, do you see that? Uh, I saw that. There's yeah. uh, several guys out there. You guys should uh, should form a political ticket. Not running for real office, I guess. Running for the bacon. It would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we could know. possibly run for real office. One Although you, I do intend to write to myself. It'd have to be national office. Actually, the only office you could run together for would be president. Would be so president, right? I'm not sure you want to do that. But I don't. But I don't know how South Cackalacky uh, works. How it works south of McDougal, but north of McDougal, the governor and the lieutenant governor, they, they don't even have to be the same party. Often are not, and they're not right now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I well, although I will say, I don't think they have to be as president and vice president. I don't think they have to be. No, no I think that's I just think something do. that's evolved. It's just the way that we've done it, right? Running as a ticket has evolved. Right. Well, and that's because, I mean, and it behooves those in power to stay in power by having people that don't necessarily know one way or the other to run and vote party. And so they want to just, you know, hey, our party believes this. This is the straight party line. Right. Just vote for all these people because we promise they're doing the things that you, we say that you want to believe in. I find that convenient. I don't really sure. I don't uh, agree with it. want to dig into what, what the, you know, the two guys were running for commissioner of agriculture. <laughs> I'm not going to follow that platform this, this so guy's, closely. That, yeah. This guy's deeply into sorghum. Sure. Uh, I won't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an oat man. Oats only, soy only. I won't have it. You know, the judges run by party. They didn't for a while. Now they're doing North Carolina. And I'm yeah. like, I, uh, I don't know. That seems out of sorts to me, but, but what do I know? Well, I think you want to know their leanings, but I mean, you know, I have tried many, many cases and uh, before judges that, I, judges that I'm assuming were Democrats or whatever, Republicans, whatever, and I, I never. It's never really come up. Never come up. Because I just said, I mean, the law is the I law well, to some degree. But they have personal biases maybe like sure. we all do that sure. might, you know. Yeah, tend uh, for them to interpret or, or lean one way. Or, sure. Yeah, sure. But, you know, I think judges, in you know, my experience as a lawyer, they do a really good job setting aside their personal stuff. This is on our level. You know, right. now right. at the you know the national level, and now we're embroiled in another interesting uh, associate Supreme Court justice. Um, yeah. Runs, you know, surprisingly, of course, the departing Justice Ginsburg is, was a, person of the left yep uh put on the bench by bill clinton if i recall in 1993 uh, that could be i don't yep. i don't know yeah uh and now the the person that will replace her will very likely be nominated by president trump who's republican seems like it's going that way and there's republican senate and will quite likely it's um quite likely confirm i don't him. pretend like i'm going to know how in the world that is all going to happen or her. I, just, I understand the list of 
potential substitutes or more replacements for Justice Ginsburg will uh, be what a lawyer would call a um, a constitutionalist, I guess, or textualist. In other words, okay, the, the law is written when it's written. It, you have to interpret it that way. You can't say, "Oh, what what do you got? What would these guys think it means today if they were alive?" So, ah, okay. So more of a kind of a literalist to how it was written, like a commander's intent, kind of a more like uh, you know that they, they didn't know when they wrote this. You know, they would have this, okay. but this is probably what they this, this is what they would have thought right. had that, had this been a thing. Right. Back That's then. the idea of the uh, living, breathing constitution. That seems to be yeah more of a concept of the left, I guess, okay. than the right. The right would tend to be more of a textualist. Which would be approach. a little, a, a little says, more to the... Says what it says. Okay. Says what it says. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you, but you think the list right now looks like it will be more of the interpretive kind? Or no. The, the no it'll way, be the other way. Yeah, that's what I would right, think for... for the, the, any other thing that you hear about uh, Supreme Court justices is whether they're activists or not. And that doesn't mean uh, that, I have heard that. That, that yeah. doesn't mean you know they go. They yeah, go they're not out protesting. But no, I, I that's funny. I didn't think of that. I thought about like go on a treadmill or something. Um, <laughs> no, it, it means that they yeah. they are more open to the concept of legislating from the bench. In other words, yeah, 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 yeah. A a someone who's not a more conservative, I guess, just justice would be. Well, look, that's Congress's job, and it's our job to determine whether or not yeah. this particular law that either Congress or a state has. Um, enshrined into its law, whether or not that conforms to the Constitution. Mm -hmm. But we're not supposed to rewrite it, or we're not supposed to write anything. Right, law. that's not our. We, yeah. don't, we don't make law. We interpret it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. It's going to be interesting. Oh my goodness. But I'll say this, uh, and only this. Pff, what a lie. I'll say this. He'll only say that. He'll say this and only this for one more minute. Whoever it is is not going to matter in your daily lives, brothers. Still gonna have to go out doing about the business you're gonna do, and that's uh, and we've discussed that concept here before, but man, if if you would just stick to the three P's, sure, just, the, just stick to it, man. The don't spend that you can influence, right? Don't spend a lot of man energy worrying about who the Supreme Court justices are, because you know what, they ain't worrying about who you are. <laughs> ain't that the truth? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you've been to law school, as I have been, and uh, you would be able to say with quite assurance, regardless of where they are politically or whatever, it's probably guaranteed that there's nine, because there's nine justices, mm -hmm. one chief and eight associates are probably the strangest people you're ever going to have met in your life if you ever sat down with one. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, what's all this business? And I don't want to get too deep into it. And so if this opens up a can of worms, just say we sure. can't, we're not going to talk about that right now. But Well, luckily for you, I'm like a, I'm like a carpenter. How's that? Meaning, like, the law to me is like, a saw and a hammer and a, you know, a level and a, right. you know, I mean, I, I'm not capable of deep interpreting. <laughs> okay. Fair. I, no, like, so if you're going to, no, no, I got you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, just all the, I've heard all this stuff about like, There's oh, one man I can guarantee is never going to be Supreme court justice. He has two thumbs. That's right. Uh, not this smart, idea of ex expanding the, the, the court. Have you heard that? Oh, adding, adding, I, I justice. adding justice. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know, know that was a thing. Well, in the Constitution, there's no specific set number. Um, and I think, oh, gosh, for the first half, first half of the 1800s, it was less, like five or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah. So in, a, in the modern area, it's always been nine. Yeah. And then uh, President Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, not Theodore Roosevelt. Um, FD. FDR, uh, during the, the New Deal, had um, came up with this thing. I don't think, forget exactly what it was called. Um, part of something he tried to pass through, and I think it set prices. Oh, okay, he had several things that, mm -hmm. that got rejected by the Supreme Court as being uh, unconstitutional, and he announced his intention to add justice because the Supreme Court was, I guess, more of the conservative, mm -hmm. you know, variety in the early '30s, and and wasn't moving fast enough for him. So he's like, you know, what we ought to do, and that was called packing the court. Yeah. That's the term, yeah. And uh, I don't think he ever got around to it. He's wise, you know, people talked him out of it. Right. But I think the number nine is statutory. I know it's not constitutional. Yeah, it's just but, sort of the, this is kind of the way we've always done it sort of thing. Statutes could be, could be amended, yeah. changed, yeah. you know. I don't, don't believe it would take a constitutional amendment to, 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 change to, that. to change that. Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and this is a... Nine's enough. <sighs> Good. I, mean, I think five. Where do you 
draw the line. I mean, you know, pal, right? you go to a court of appeals, you get three. You get three. Yeah. As long as there's a tiebreaker, what? I mean, the Supreme Court, I get it. There's a big and it's complicated, and you want people, you know, you want to have enough voices in the room that right. it's, you know, right. it's balanced. And I get that. But I think nine is a pretty freaking good number, but, right. um, but I'm not an expert. You know, on because it's time. my job, you know, I read Supreme Court opinions from time to time. It's very sure. rare. Sure. That is, the Supreme Court opinion affects the practice of law of your average country lawyer. Very rare. Mm hmm. Just Does almost, almost never. come up. Yeah. Almost never. Um, now, criminal law, a little different because they have a lot of uh, Fourth Amendment cases, you know, and like, sure, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, but not as a commercial litigator, which is what I am. Yeah. It just doesn't come up. It really comes up, you yeah. know. So, I, but I've read them, you know, and I know how to read them. Yeah. But I bet you the average uh, Jamoke has not read one. And uh, as an average Jamoke, I can just yeah, go ahead and tell you. <laughs> when I hear people fighting about it, you know, yeah. of course, the big one is Roe v. Wade. People fight about that. I'm like, you ever sat down and read that thing? I mean, I had to read it in law school. I haven't touched right. it since then. But it's, you know, it's, it doesn't say exactly what people think it says. Yeah. No, the, what, what people argue about usually is the interpretation that sure, right. whatever media outlet is right. putting on it at that moment. Right. You know, is, yeah. Right. And, and they're arguing about that, but they think that's what it says. But who knows? The main thing, it's funny that I hear people say, and a lot of times really smart people, actually, I would have thought this, but for law school. Sure. I haven't been a lawyer. Sure. If Roe v. Wade was overturned today, okay, right now I'll ask somebody who's like, "We got to protect Roe v. Wade." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. if Roe v. Wade was overturned today, what would happen tomorrow?" And a lot of people will say, "Well, abortion will be illegal." Yeah. But so, what do you say? What do you think? The answer to that question. Well, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, and I and, and I'm not being glib. No, no, I, no, that's right. I, I truly have no idea, and I, I've never really paid that much attention. Well, the answer to the question, the short answer is nothing. So, if Roe v. Wade was overturned today, tomorrow, uh, you know, the matter of abortion is a matter of state law. Whether uh, whether abortion is criminalized or not would be a state decision. Most the overwhelming yeah. majority of law is state law. Yeah, not federal law. So. Let's say tomorrow or today, Roe v. Wade is overturned. We're like, okay. oh, wow, what the hell are we going to do? Somebody's right? running yeah. around, right? Um, some states, that would, that, all that would mean is that the states would be free to criminalize it to the degree that if they, they wanted to. If they wanted to. Okay. So in a state, I'm just going to take a guess here, New York, California. Oh, sure. You know, Vermont. Uh, yeah, I don't know where. It just would not, guess. zero change. Yeah. Right. Uh, Texas. Probably. Alabama. Right. Mississippi. Mississippi. South, South Khaki. Would would likely criminalize abortion up to and including in cases of rape. Yes. I mean, they just criminalize across the board. Right. I'm just guessing. No, no. That, right. Well, and that's a reasonable guess. Right. And I think what you said before about what most people would say uh, as to what would happen, I think that's probably right. accurate too. Right? And then in the middle, states like North Carolina, which are, you know, seem like they're balanced. Purplish. Purplish would probably criminalize it to some extent or make right. or. They would certainly they would restrict, for, I guess just restrict it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have, you know, 15 year old kids out right. there doing that without consent of their parents and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Right. And there might be states that say, you know, uh, no abortion, but for rape or incest where there's typical yeah. ones or yeah. health of the yeah, health of the mother. Yeah. But I, what the states would make those determinations and, and hopefully that would reflect the will of the citizens of the state. So um, theoretically, right. But it wouldn't, but you nothing know, happens tomorrow. Nothing happens tomorrow, and ultimately, I would say, you know, not knowing much about politics myself, um, nothing happens. Much happens, really. Yeah, across the board. Like it's not, that's well, so many people play in the short game. In my mind, They're, I just think that you know. Then uh, here's my bias: is I blame the media for not doing a very good job, and that's not everybody. I mean, sure, there's a lot of no, people no. that do, but yeah, particularly national media doesn't do a very good job, and I don't mean they don't do a good job of covering things and i just i don't no. i don't i think that they we've gotten a little away from reporting to editorialize right yeah. well i was going to actually I, that might be true i was going to say they just don't they're not thorough and i think that's i guess this one i, I, I think that i won't disagree but i think right. that's a result of the fact that well we're just not going to talk about all the things yeah, because don't they know. don't fit what we you know and that's a true across sure. the board but anyway anyway you know what none of that has anything to do with role in the open so let's do that. All right, let's do that. We're and back. we're back. It's good to be back. And it's good. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. 
but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. You are wearing uh, the Go Ruck F3 Nation heavy shirt. Yes. I am wearing underneath my Adidas pullover, which I wear every single day like Steve Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you're basically Steve Jobs. Ah, Grow Ruck. Let's see. 11, 11, 19. That's November. That would have been uh, what? Sandhills? Was that, really? Is that what that was? Was that Sandhills? Or was that uh, Blur? November. I don't know. I got a hundred of them. Or seventeen of them. Yeah, yeah, every bit of that, right? But the there's there's a swath of them right in the middle here that all look identical, basically on the yeah, front, and yeah. they're different on the back. Oh, okay. And so I don't I don't often know. I got a stack of them. I yeah. you know wear them all the time. I know. I'm I've, a believer. Also uh, issued to me this morning. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, look at that from Coco. Coco, who's the a, Nantan of F3 Salt Lake, is yep. a distinctive sticker. So I got yeah. a sticker on the back. Yes, I have to decide sticker. where to where to affix this, but yeah. I certainly will fix it. And somewhere. you know, uh, and uh, funny, and I didn't think about it, but uh, then actually, I met uh, Coco on on uh, said heavy. Oh, yeah, that was not intentional. Uh, He's a uh, Provo native. He is not a Provo native. He's a Churum guy. Who moved to who moved to the Salt Lake area? Yes, and to work for Intermountain Healthcare, which is a very uh, large and prestigious uh, healthcare company. Some that, some that some call it the atrium of uh, Utah. It could be likened unto the atrium of Utah. It for those of you much. who are not uh, denizens of the New Jerusalem or North Carolina in general, uh, atrium is a giant healthcare system. It started in Charlotte spread itself out yeah. everywhere all over everywhere. swallowing yep country and, and hospitals. Is, is similarish out that yeah. way okay uh, so he took a job out there uh and he said hey i want to plant some f3 out here and they are growing like weeds and uh, i've been out there and visit them a couple times and i mean i see some great you know i'll tell you what every single time i see a picture from those guys it's just i mean utah is just unbelievably it really is picturesque yeah it really is it is uh it's so different than than here um and but uh it is. It's remarkable. It's remarkable. Various members of my staff are walking are they, behind like, me, and every time I do, I say, like, oh, "Who's that?" Where is that? <laughs> they're like, "Oh, the boss is yeah. facing the other way. We can and walk out right behind him." No, no, no. Darkness. Yep. But I can see the reflection in darkness. His eyes. Limpid. The limpid pools of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got a quick um, uh, butcher's words. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, at the uh, behest of my law partner, Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. I began watching Ted Lasso. I'm not familiar. Ted Lasso on... Uh, it sounds like a Western question. Apple TV. Oh, okay. It is not a Western. Here's the improbable backstory. I'm ready. Ted Lasso, American football coach. Oh. Coach of... Uh, is, is this real? Is no. there really a guy named Ted Lasso? No, it's the show. Okay, but I didn't know if it was like based on some guy named Ted Lasso who's actually an American football coach. I wouldn't know. No, that's why and I you're asked. you when you hear the rest of this. Okay, go ahead. You'll know. Sorry, American football this, coach. Go yeah, on. Like a Division two team, somewhere in Wyoming, quits his job uh, after after winning a national championship, like a Division two national championship. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Takes a job coaching an English Premier League soccer team. Yes, different sport. Although yeah. they call it football. It's football. Football. That's it. <laughs> and uh, there's various reasons. I don't want to give you too many spoilers for sure. why he wants to do it. Okay. Why he thinks it makes any sense. He's got a sidekick, like an assistant coach he takes uh -huh. with him. I don't know anything about soccer either. And they, <laughs> they go to, I guess, a real town. It's called Richmond is the town. Sure. I don't know if that's a real team, real town. There's probably a Richmond in uh, uh, England because there's so, one right? here. So, yeah. right. And uh, begins coaching this English Premier League team. He has zero knowledge of the game. Doesn't know the game at all. At all. Had never played it. Doesn't know it. How did they? Okay. So it's his, a show. Okay, I got it. Okay. Anyway, yeah. the reason why they hire him to do it is uh, for those who of you remember the movie Major League. You know, the owner hated the team and wanted yes. to destroy it. It was a woman hated the team. So the woman yeah, hires, trying to kill it. Yeah, this is not too much of a spark because it comes out in the first right. five minutes. Right. She literally hires the a guy who's comically unprepared to succeed to punish her ex-husband from whom she took the team in a bad divorce. 
Okay. So she brings in this guy, Ted Lasso. <laughs> Got it. Uh-huh. And he's the actor. I have a little trouble with these these actors because their names are, they, is Jason Sedakis. 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 A lot of letters in there. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, Saturday Night Live stuff and very funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. He's got a big mustache. Okay. And he plays a guy, I, <laughs> I think, from Kansas. It. Okay. Oh, I know. The team's in Wichita. So Wichita. College. Oh, okay. So, Even better. Yeah. So yeah. he's, yeah. And he's, he's just got he's all just these, a good old Midwestern. Well, got all these homilies. He's yeah. funny. And uh, the Brits just hate him. Oh, I'm sure. Just, just hate him. They call him wanker. <laughs> They're angry as hell that he's there. And his, co- uh-huh. his whole coaching thing is basically I can coach any sport. Right. Because... At this level, already, I'm not coaching the skill. I'm coaching the teamwork, and teamwork's always the same. That's kind of he doesn't say that, but that becomes but that's sort of his. So yeah. he figures out who the key guys on the team are, like the, the natural leaders, right? And uh, wins them over uh-huh. um, with colloquialisms. Yeah, yeah, partly, but yeah. partly he figures them out. Yeah, he figures out what makes them tick, what their desires are. He figures out how to motivate them, and like a couple of them are aware that it's happening okay, and are reluctant and mad about it. You're not going to do that to me. Yeah. And like, but he does. I've got it. your number. That's right. I've got your number. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and he just, and he just slowly, and he's just, it's a, well, the reason why I like it and I'm recommending it as butcher's word here is it's a really weird offbeat leadership study. Yeah. Okay. It's and, and, and about group leadership. So like there's this kind of goofy equipment manager nobody listens to and they stuff them in dirty, you know, uh, okay. sock drawers yeah, yeah. and stuff. Wedgies. And, but this guy knows a lot about soccer. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. uh, so he gets a lot of information from so this like, guy. So Lasso's hitting He just gets it from, you know, like he'll walk down the street and, you know, some fans will yell at him and he's like, well, uh, what do you think we should do? And they're like, you really want to know besides going and jumping out? And he's like, besides all that, yeah, I really – He's got a Southern accent. He's yeah, like, yeah. Really tell, tell me what I should do. I mean, I'm just trying to win. Tell me what I should do. Yeah. Well, if you really want to know what you should do, you should, well, you should play this guy more forward wing back. And, yeah, yeah. and they just lay it out. And yeah. They lay it out. And he's like, right. man, that sounds pretty small. I'm going to talk, talk to my boss about that. That's all I And uh, he knows everybody's name. I say, so then pretty soon the country loves him. He knows. ALR. Not, he knows everybody's name. He remembers their stories. Uh-huh. He talks to everybody. He yeah. never loses his temper. Uh, he accepting the exact right moments. He uh, and he slowly inexorably turns the morale because it's not a talent problem. The team's not doing right, well. Right. It's a morale problem, a leadership problem. Yeah. And that's what he solves, which usually is the problem. Which usually the problem. So I binged it. Yeah. He binged it. And you loved it. Hey, well, shit. One, one show after another. Hey, he didn't leave the couch. He yeah, just kept watching and watching and watching. Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? That's not bad. Right. You're pretty right. good. Uh, I mean, you don't have a lot of voices, but that one's not bad. Yeah, I do what I can do. <laughs> Ugh. I'm, I, I do what I can do. I'm Ugh. so jealous of Dark's hair and his ability to. Uh, no, no, just no. His mimicry is well, uh, it's crazy good. That way, you know, it's crazy. Good. I'm only good at two things brushing my hair and pretending I'm Jamie Vance Rosemary. <laughs> Nailed, period. It, period. I don't so, know how far it'll get me in life. But so uh, <clears throat> I watched that. Yeah, beginning and I would. Uh, it's a high rec, high recommendation. I love it, and it's that's Apple, Apple. So that means another thing I have to subscribe to. It's you free for a year. Oh, because I got it to watch um, movie Tom Hanks and Warriors in the Navy. Tom Hanks Dog in the Navy. something. You don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good too. Yeah. Um, that was in a previous Butcher's Word, I think. We talked about that. Pro- probably was. Greyhound. Greyhound. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, so yeah. Enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I got it just to watch that, and I watched that. And yeah, then, and you're uh, like, well, I got it for a year. But Jones is like, man, you got to watch it. You love Ted Lasso. It's right up your alley. I'm well, like, t- I mean, uh, Jones is a, a Midwestern kind of down-home colloquial no, kind of guy. He's, just, no, he's, Charlotte. he's not <laughs> Charlotte royalty. He really is. Yeah, born, raised, spread, never left. That's what he's a big deal around here. Um, That's what we say, man. That is, uh, I like that. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, you know, we quit cable. Gosh, I don't even remember how many years ago. You quit the cable? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. Right. My my kids don't even understand what commercials are because they've never seen one until recently. You know, and now everybody's kind of sneaking some in at the beginning or in the middle or something. You know, but mm-hmm. then the mm-hmm. whole idea of a commercial break is beyond them. They don't understand. Like you can't fast forward that. I don't. Like what? Yeah, what we do don't want to watch that. Yeah, um, skip. Yeah, so it's been at least that long. Skip. So skip. 
Siri, tell, what's going on yeah. around here? Yeah. But uh, the now with all the different services where it's like, oh, eight bucks for this one, nine bucks. Right. For, pretty soon I'm like, right back where I'm right back where I was. Yeah. But you got what you want. But that is true. And that is the big difference. Right. That is the big difference. You get you get what you want and you can and you can watch it when you want. Right. And you don't have to worry about as many commercials. Very like much so. so. Very much so. It is a good deal all the way around. And yet uh, it is just kind of funny how we thought, oh, look at we're saving a hundred dollars a month or you know, whatever it is. Um, but here we are. So, uh, book-wise, I'm like uh, marching through. The I was just going to ask where you are in the old Perry's. I, I saw I'm some, at, some I'm on, tweets. Uh, uh, I'm on book, book six of 55 okay. or something. Like <laughs> it's a long haul. It's a long haul. But uh, I really liked the one you did. Uh, now I'm struggling to remember exactly because you put a couple of them out there. Yeah, right? because I'm just I'm discovering. See if I can just dial that up real quick. Right. I'm discovering all this weird philosophy. Uh, embedded in Perry Mason. Embedded in here. And of course, maybe they have no interest to anyone else because they're really kind of lawyerly. But no, I think I they're broader than... Just, I think they're broader because I read them and think, you know, man, that is a good, you know, that's a, that is a very interesting way to look at commitment. Yeah, the guy who wrote you know, these things... Clearly a genius. Uh, you know, because the character is different uh, in... Um, uh, from the... From the, sh- from, from from the, the TV the show. The TV show. Yeah, yeah. Certainly from the, the HBO series that just came out. It's different here. It sure. I'll read this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Perry, this is his, uh, if, if you remember the characters, uh, Paul Drake is his investigator. Okay. Uh, you're a cross between a boy and a philosopher, an impractical, hard-hitting visionary, a damned altruistic cynic, a credulous skeptic, and a damn it how I envy you and your outlook on life. I want somebody to tell me that. I was just going to say, like, and I know the reason you tweeted that because I thought, Greg read that and he was like, I want to be that. That's me. I want to be that. No, that's what I yearn to be. Oh, I don't know if you're too far off. I yearn to be that. So, um, and then, you know, it's like, I think I said before I had read a bunch of these before I went to law school. The summer in between when I was, like, when I was getting ready to get out of the army, I read, I don't know why I just started reading them. I read a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Didn't read all of them. And uh, now, having practiced law 25 years later, whatever, I'm, I can really appreciate them a lot more. Yeah. Well, uh, now you can read them in a much different context right. with a lot more experience. But, uh, you know, if you've read Free to Lead, you know the whole spiel we go on about Jack Reacher and mm-hmm. this is kind of mm-hmm. like uh, male porn, which is this idea of having <laughs> this idiosyncratic loner yeah. who's mission, Just does whatever he wants. He's mission-driven, yeah. doesn't, um, does not... Um, subject himself to the trappings of a normal life right. that would dull his edge and cause and, and him to compromise yeah. his purpose answers to no man right nor so that's institution. that i didn't realize it because when i was reading this the first time i hadn't thought of all that stuff up and that but now i realize that perry mason is one of those guys in a long yeah. line yeah. travis mcgee and you know jack reacher and it's like you know guys just love this idea it's like i don't have to compromise I don't have a mortgage to pay. Right. I don't have right. car payments. I don't have a boss who's like, I should just go tell him to go jump in the lake, but I, I can't take I can't that do, risk. Yeah, Cause I got a family working, to feed. Yeah. I'm gotta... working in a job that's not right for me. You know, I have this dream to do something else, but I can't do it. Cause I got, you know, I got a kid who's got special right. needs. Right. You know, you name right. all, all the things, things, all the things that a true him does. Right. Right. These, you know, when I read about some of the things I see guys doing, I'm like, that's, that's the true him deal. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you're watching any of these. You see these clips where uh, these uh, protesters are walking through the streets, and they'll go up to some people eating dinner outdoors and start yelling at them. And see, have you seen yeah. them? Yeah. They're crazy, right? Yeah, nuts. And I keep thinking they're going to come up on somebody yeah. who's going to be the wrong like, guy. The wrong guy. Then I thought, man, because these protesters always seem kind of physically out of shape and lame. They are. I'm like, I I would kind of like to be one of those guys who gets up and just like just says you know what it's like you I'm just done with I said, you. you just drank my wife's beer uh-huh. and now i'm gonna hurt you and for yeah. that but and I, th- I have that thought right i guess that's a masculine thought i think so it's, it's somewhat and, protector and somewhat, uh you know. and then my next thought is no that's not what Could i never s- do it well that's not what a that's not what a real well that's what i mean you could never does. do it because you you've chosen a different life. no you've chosen a different path well yeah and 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 Engaging in acts of violence over disagreements, or even when someone is threatening you, we're just not allowed to do that, Frank. I know. You know, uh, that's not why we're in such good shape and doing all this stuff. No. You know, our job- Actually, if anything, I'm getting in this kind of shape so I can avoid right. most of that kind of that's stuff. That's right. And our job really is to 
slowly as best we can Here persuade. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Oh, I thought it was a segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, persuade um, the right way to think. Yeah. Because it's not right to go up and yell, scream at people with disagree. No. Or they don't even actually know. They just go up to random. Just going up I was like one yesterday. Well, like they shouted down uh, Rand Paul. They shouted down, you know, like these people that actually have fought on yeah, their side. Just, you know, they, don't, just, they don't, they don't know who they're They're yelling. burning down the mayor's office because they don't know. They don't know. You know, whatever. But it's not, you know, it's, of course, it makes us mad as men, but, you know, controlling that anger. And s- instead of letting external circumstances drive our mood, right. we maintain here, a here stability of emotion, yeah. which is which is which comes from the, the pursuit of joy, consistent rather than pursuit of joy rather than happiness. Yeah. That's contentment. Yeah, and I, I I would hope that if somebody got me on one of those videos, I was the same in the face of a rabid mob of protesters as I would be yeah. right now. Uh, talking to one of my great friends, Dark Helmet. I mean, yeah. because uh, while I'm happy being with you- I might use you, a little more situational awareness. Yeah. Just in, yeah but, you know. Well, I'm happy being with you and I'd be unhappy having to face- Fair. But you'd uh, have the same level of joy. I'd have the same level of joy. I would hope. Tr- certainly drive. Because for a long time, I've been seeking joy rather than happiness. Yeah. I, um, I listened to, uh, you know, I never listened to Joe Rogan. Uh, until I never have a single time. Really? No, no. Uh, I, was, saw, I, I went to and I was like three hours long. I don't have that. <laughs> I just, I, you know, it's the commute and I'll just, oh, okay, I yeah. just sort of chip away at it, right. you know, over time. Um, it took me like two weeks to listen to one episode. <laughs> but, um, but uh, <clears throat> there was, I, there was someone that I really wanted to listen to a particular person that I really wanted to listen to. Uh, and so, and I listened to that one with that person. And I was like, man, I kind of get why people really dig this podcast. And so I went, you know, I listened to another one. Sure. So I've only listened to like two or three now because they're so freaking long. But, right. um, but this one with Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you heard, or Tim Kennedy, sorry, Tim Kennedy. Oh, I thought you said Tim Ferriss. Cause no, nope. I, as of three days ago, I had never heard the name Tim Ferriss. And then, so, and then that was number two. That He's was the four two. hour work week guy. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, that's Tim, not who, that's not, who, I apologize. I, I sometimes, cause I'm like, Oh, good okay, leadership guy. out there for a second. Sorry. No, okay. Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy, he's a uh, special forces ranger, uh, special ops sniper, all kinds of Never heard crazy of stuff. He fought in the MMA. Um, well, so I don't know anything about the MMA. Well, yeah. and there's no reason why you would, right? Well, but, I might be um, interested in it, but I'm not. Yeah, no, no. Or uh, never have been. Might be. In fact, that's probably the only sport that I actually watch and follow even even slightly. The only MMA fighters I can name are Ronda Rousey, of course. Sure. And Conor McGregor, who, well, Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> It's got no interest in your. <laughs> oh, you'll eat my lucky charms. No, no, he's <laughs> no. A, that's horrible. No, uh, I will. Well, we can get a big. But I don't know Tim Kennedy. Connor. But you're but saying Tim Kennedy, Tim Kennedy's a he's a yank. He's Tim Kennedy is a a yank. Well, he's yeah, he's from Irish, California. He's got an Irishy name, is why. I oh, I see. Yeah. I see. No, he's but um, but he he's probably one of the truest Americans. I mean, just a true patriot. Gets it. Um, okay. just amazing human being, but, uh, he was talking about, and, and he said he was talking about protesters and all this kind of stuff. Right. Cause he's very much a believer, uh, whether he knows it or not in F3 philosophy, uh, I would say he doesn't know it. Um, but, uh, in the sense that, you know, he knows what he believes. He just doesn't realize that, right. That it happens to coincide that we copied it and said it first or something. Sure. Yes. Right. Um, Good. but he, yeah, cause he was only 12 when we, <laughs> when F3 came to be, I, you know, fair, fair I, Mr. Kennedy. But, uh, you know, physical training of the body, you know, watching what you eat. And he's like, and they talked a fair amount about it. Cause you know, Joe Rogan is, is a pretty, uh, fit man as well. And seeks to, to be, yes, healthy. he's uh, as part of his, um, part of his, uh, yeah. his thing, right? Yeah. That's part of his deal. All right. Um, Philosophy. And, uh, and he owns, uh, you know, he owns some, uh, on it. Uh, he's a part owner in on it, which is a fit, big fitness company. Is, it, is that similar to CrossFit? Uh, no, it's, it's more gear. Oh, gear. Okay. Yeah, it's more gear. Right. Um, although they do some, some workouts and stuff. You know, they on it, like get on it. Like O N N I T, but that's neither here nor there. The point being that, uh, Kennedy was talking about the fact he goes, you know, I, I want to walk up to these folks. And he made a similar comment. He's like this, you know, this pear shaped woman who is just so angry right. that she yells, I don't give a crap. Uh, not crap. Um, uh, you know, if a fascist died tonight, yeah, you know, and he goes, I don't even think she believes that. But he's like, but you know, this person who's been so out of control of their life for so long yeah. finally has a megaphone and a bunch of other people who are willing to give her, you know, click no, like that. and that sort of thing. And so there's just this, it, the rage that they're, you know, spilling over has nothing necessarily to do with even the causes that they claim to espouse, but it just has the fact that no one's ever listened to me. 
I've never felt like I belonged anywhere. I've never been able to discipline my life. I've never felt like I'm in control of anything in my life. And now suddenly I can look and go, people believe the same thing I believe. And you know what? I'm just going to yell. I don't even care if I believe it doesn't matter. Right. And he says, you know what I want to do is I, you know, similar. He says, part of me wants to walk up and just, you know, I mean, Tim Kennedy uh, makes people disappear for a living. You know, that's part of what he yeah. does for the army. Right? You know? And, uh, but he says, you know, what I really want to do with him is I want to take her on a walk, you know, grab her hand, take her on a walk around the block. And then I want to recommend a couple of meals for her. And then tomorrow I want to walk two blocks huh. and then I walk, you know, huh. You know, like in the same kind of yeah. thinking and philosophy. So, you know, we have, describe we have two emotions, right? Yeah. The emotion of now and the emotion of the emotion. Side of, we have two, no, but two, two states. We have the, two states. The yeah. emotion of now and the truth of later, I guess. Yeah. I'm making this up. As I go no, no, but I like where your head's at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I watch one of those videos or I'm in a situation, whatever. I yeah. have a, an emotional reaction yes. to it. And it kind of hovers in there. Yep. And then I have, of course, what I believe is that the timeless things, the things that ever were, yeah. and the things that always are. Yes. And then, of course, because of, right, of my belief system, I foresee myself standing at the feet of Jesus, having to account for everything I've done and haven't done well in the body. Yeah. And I don't want to say that I took some 23-year-old pudgy kid and right. slammed his face into the table. <laughs> I mean, I, there's, no, no. No, and that's, there's no call for it, even though, well, you know, I, I mean. Well, you don't want to account for that. But you also don't want to, I think you also want to be able to say, I tried, even though I had that emotion, I, I looked the other way and I turned the other cheek as, as was directed to me. Right. And I took that guy by the hand and I said, Hey man, you're angry and I get it. And you've been, you've been hurt many, many times over. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. I mean, you've done it. You, look, yeah. you've done it. You've done it. I've tried. You sat in the, I mean, the guy, and I can't remember his name. And so tell me his name when, when I describe, you know, the guy at the, at the poppies. And he says, well, I want a mentor. Yeah. You know, you could have easily said, well, I think you should find you one and gone right back to reading. Am I right? Yeah. Well, and, but instead you looked up and you said, I did actually for a day. It just took me a day. To that's fine. Yeah. God doesn't care when you do it. It ain't like you got to pay back taxes on your goodness. <laughs> Am I right? Well, let's put it this way. There's a right path and a wrong path. And Fair. I, and I think, um, and I try and cross it as often as I can. It's a good one. When I see discontented people. Yeah. You know, um, and that's clearly what they are. Right. Right. Some kind of circumstance has uh, bothered them so much that they're enraged. Yes. Um, that's a lifetime of seeking of happiness has led them yeah. to where they yes. are. Right. I keep eating these Twinkies and I right. never get full and right. I never get in shape and I don't understand. And I now I'm mad. That's right. Um I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't care who the president of the United States is or who the uh, sure. or the uh, the Supreme Court. I'll say this: it's not that important to me. Fair. And I also I'm not entirely sure that who I want in the moment is the right person. Sure. Fair. Um, and I think there's well, that's why a lot of things in the Bible about how you know God's in control of that too. That gives I me mean- <laughs> that gives me contentment because I know well look, it's my job as an American. Yeah. Uh, not my job. It's my right to go cast a vote. Sure. If you don't want to cast a vote, I don't know. Okay. You know, whenever people say, well, everyone's got a vote. I'm like, I don't know why you say that. <laughs> you know, when I walk in a voting booth and I make a decision, I say, who is the person a most suited to do this particular job? If I right. know, right. Know, Secretary of Agriculture, some I may not know. Commissioner. Right. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, and who is most likely to do it in the way that I view that you should do it. And I'm basing that on the constitution. Sure. So basing that on what, say, what I believe to be the article two says the job of the president sets it out in detail and this is what he's supposed to do and and what he's not supposed to do. And, you know, but to me, whether the guy wins or not, it doesn't affect my joy. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't need to, you know, and if uh, it it doesn't mean anything, actually, it just means that I did what I I exercised my right as a citizen and pull the lever. Like, and, and so like a word that always kind of throws me off is I say, well, you're a supporter of this president or that person. I'm like, not really a supporter. <laughs> I voted for the guy. Right. Maybe, you know, yeah, I'm a voter. Of. I don't, I don't put political signs in my yard unless I know the guy. Right. So, you know, like mighty, mighty Albate ran front right. for mayor right. and stuff. Mayor. And, I, times, I, yeah. and yeah. you know, I also, if you ask for money, I'll give him money. Sure. Scrappy ran for judge. Yep. And I, you know, donated to his campaign and I would have put a sign in his 
my, I didn't, he wasn't in my, yeah, my it, I couldn't vote for him. Yeah, I couldn't matter. vote for him yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, but here's another weird thing. I was telling the guy this morning, I might give a guy money and put the sign in yard, and not vote for him. I might support him, but not vote for him. Okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know what, uh, you know, let's say somebody, I just, I profoundly disagree with his, uh, viewpoint. Uh -huh. Like, I think there's a better guy, right. but I know him and I respect his character. And uh, he's my friend. And he says, can I put a sign in your yard? I'm probably going to say, yeah. Sure. And if he says, will uh, we support me? And if he, I say, what does that mean? He says, will you, will you donate to my campaign? I say, yes. Sure. He said, do I have your vote? And I said, I'll oh, think about that. Yeah. And then I may not vote for a guy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess that's not, a guy said that too this morning. Said, that's abnormal. crazy. I don't know about crazy, but it's abnormal. I don't know. To me, it's abnormal. It's, to me that's perfectly normal. Well, but you're, you it's know, the other way that doesn't make any sense to me. You're abnormal. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But to your point, because I guess I'm content. Well, but here's the thing you're content. I'm content. But also, like, because it, you're not playing the short game all the time. And that's the thing is, is I have to support this guy and I have to vote for this guy and I have to, or, and, or I'm therefore against him or whatever. That's short term thinking. It's like the, you know, I got a, a poster that hangs on the wall. My office says always play the long game. You're thinking the long game, right? And the long game is whether or not this guy gets elected. You still love them. It's just like you were talking about the other day when you were like, well, I don't necessarily believe in what you're saying, brother, but I believe in you. Yeah, right. You know, right. So that, that's fair. I think that's similar. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And I, I think that uh, that's why the, the Declaration of Independence or the yeah, yeah, says uh, life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Right. So the government protects your life. Right. Well, hopefully. Uh, your liberty, so we're free. Also, from, free. Also, from, hopefully, free from the bounds of foreign potentates like the British. Uh, yeah, right. So, liberty, and then pursuit of happiness. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. It doesn't guarantee you happiness. It just makes some space for you to go chase it yourself. Although, I'll tell you, you're probably not going to get it if that's your goal. Well, you, and, you might get joy. I'm going to say, and who knows what they meant by happiness when they wrote it? Whether or not it fit the uh, the F3 lexicon of happiness, right? Or the but sure. the point being that you're right. You can, in that pursuit, in that chasing, hopefully what you find is, is you do find that contentment. You do find that, that long lasting, uh, I, I describe it sometimes to guys as groundedness, you know, an inner peace, if you will. It's that sense that, Hey man, to your point, you know, who, whoever gets elected, you know, November 4th or 3rd, or what's when is election day? November 3rd. Right. So November, theoretically, if, if, huh, if November 4th, we actually know who the president's going to be, that has nothing to do really with whether or not I call, you know, slaughter in the morning and talking, right. you know, talking about something's going on in his life. Right. You know, I didn't do anything for, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, does it affect my life? It will in some way or other. Do sure. you think, tell me the truth. Do you think that it, it's weird? That probably, but go ahead. We've included contentment as one of our five C leadership virtues. I, I, cause I, I'm pretty certain that that is not one that's that is on not one of most people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's weird? Uh, I'll say this. I don't know how I took it the first time I read it. Cause I don't really remember, uh, the first time I read it and how I took that. And, and especially back then I probably was just taking it all in fire hose style. Like, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Outside. Um, I will say now that I feel very certain and have, have spoken on it uh, in front of you know, many groups now um, that it's, it, it, ha it is, it's one of the things you have to have. And, he, and here's why I kind of say that. And, and, and we've talked about it a little bit here uh, before. Um, but so do I think it's weird uh, from a cultural sense? Yeah, probably, you know, because that's not who we think of as leaders. We think of, of guys like, no political commentary here, right? We think of guys like Donald Trump as a leader. You know, he's a leader. He is leading right now, right? You, you think of him as a leader. The, the culture. The culture does. The yeah. culture I know you don't. No. Yeah. But that's, okay. yeah. You mean the, the culture, yes. Well, okay. The culture, the culture speaks of him as a leader. Fair. Right. But I think that's what they look at and they go, well, I guess that's what leading is. I think they've resolved themselves to the fact that these are the kind of men, these completely out of control completely oh okay I you know i think they're looking right. at that and going well i guess this is what leadership is and they've sort of thrown up their hands and so i think they would look at contentment sorry i think they would look at contentment and think yeah you know that's weird because you know he's not happy he doesn't look happy he looks angry all the time i don't know do you know what i mean but but i think it's at, for virtuous leadership 
I think it is 100% essential. Why do you think, uh, why? Why? Yeah, so from the, from, the, from the perspective of the lead, you know, for the, so yeah. you're looking at a leader, and, and so I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. You know, I, when I look at someone who's in a position like that, and I say, am I going to follow this guy? Yeah, that's what I was just going to get to. And he's discontented. Mm-hmm. And I, that means something to me. And in the inverse, if he's contented, it means something. What, why for you? Why, what, what does it mean either way? So somebody threw something out to me a long time ago, and it stuck in my little brain and has, has rattled around ever since, right? And it said, never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. Huh, that's really good, yeah. Right? And honestly, it's funny because the, the business consultant that was working with me at the time, he gave me that advice, and then I looked at his right. life, and I was like, oh, well, you're fired. Right. <laughs> it was not his intended right. uh, uh, point, but... Uh, but that's never take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. And so to, I hope this answers the question, but when I look at the men that I want to, um, to emulate or the, the leaders that I look at and go, that's a good leader. That's the kind of guy I want to emulate. I, I want those behaviors in my life. I see how I, th- I think you have to have contentment as one of those leadership virtues because by golly, that's, I think that's the desired end state is joy. Yeah. And, okay. and, and in fact, not to get too far off in the, in the weeds or whatever, but we have, you know, scripture in our, in, in, you know, some of our modern day scripture that, that we believe in, there's scripture in there that says very clearly, you know, Adam fell that men might be and men are that they might have joy. Like it's, it couldn't be more clear. And so to me, that is, that is the desired end state. And so I think a leader must have that because if that's where I'm headed, that's who I want to follow. And honestly, Dave, that's, not to get weird again, but that's part of why I, I was like, you know, be my, be my stone, man. Cause I look at the, that centeredness, that groundedness, that feeling of, I don't need to apologize for anything. I know who I am. I know what I believe. That's the guy I want to follow. I don't want to follow some guy who's going to turn on a dime or blow with the political wind. I don't want anything like that. So there's that consistency element. Yeah. But what is he consistent about? Look, look he'll never hear this. So I don't have to feel too bad about it. My dad is, is, the only thing that's consistent about him is about is the fact that he's completely inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get in right. any given moment. So consistency, fine, but consistency toward what end? Contentment. I mean, that's, do you know what I mean? Like that's got to lead to, you, 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 you work this consistent behavior so that you land at contentment, so that you land in that yeah, centeredness, that I groundedness. I think if you're a leader who's consistently pursuing joy, yeah. is playing what you call the, the long game. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. And he's not settling along the way for like jolts of happiness. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's like a pixie stick. It's an yeah. emotional pixie yeah. stick. Remember, remember pixie sticks? Oh, yeah. You know, for yeah. you millennials, it's basically a cardboard tube full it's of It's just sh- a sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a straw. That's right. Full of sugar. So the worst thing you gave a kid, right? Yeah. So, uh, but I think that following leaders who are seeking emotional pixie sticks, I don't trust the guy. At all. I don't trust him to stay the course of the principles that govern whatever organization that we're part of, like, you know, whatever group rather, whether it's a community organization or a team, it's that along the way, if he loses heart, becomes unhappy, he'll seek happiness somewhere. He will look for the next emotional pixies. That's right. And then in so doing compromise the long held principles, which require joy to achieve because, you know, each given day you may not get there. And uh, that's why I, wanted to include it as one of the virtues because I myself have never trusted a discontented leader. Yeah. Now along those lines, that doesn't mean complacency. You know, someone is like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't like, mistake that. Right. It's not that, that bullfroggy vision. So well, there's I'm, no joy in complacency. Right. There isn't. That's right. That's right. But I think a lot of people sometimes confuse complacency and, and contentment, sure. but um, it's, I want to well, be a comfort zone. Lie, right. Yeah. I would come yeah. exactly. I want to follow leaders that are, content in the sense that it's joy that they seek, but they're not complacent and they, they think they've arrived someplace themselves. Yes. That they're constantly urging the, the group uh, of which they are a leader, constantly urging that group to accelerate to advantage for all involved within the guiding principles that the group is based upon. Yeah. So for us, for example, for <clears throat> F3, if I suddenly came run in a room and said, all right, I just had this great idea. We can start charging for workouts and we can get money. We can do this. We could, and I, well, what are we going to do with that money? We're going to build this huge, 
you know, rescue center for, it's like a good thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? We're going we're gonna to go rescue all the turtles on the ocean, right? all the turtles at Atlantic, right? Right. But well, we're going to start charging for guys. guys are like, they're like, but why? Yeah. But why? Because that's what I want to do. Like, but you guys wouldn't say why. You'd say that violates the first core principle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'd say, well, I don't care. Why? Why? Because I want that feeling of happiness, like being able to like that cut I it. I did something. I did something. Yeah. Well, right? And that's in, that is in, in a discontented leader seeking pixie sticks, emotional pixie sticks of happiness rather than the, the good, the, the meat, right? The nutritious, yeah. sustaining. sustaining meat and vegetables, the meat and three of joy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it. We just make it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's going in. Man. That's right. Well, like, that's you, know, you know, you're like, you know, uh, when you're a kid, your mom's like, you're like, I want a snack. Well, dinner's going to be in an hour. I just want to You're going to eat a bag of potato chips. Yeah. Right, you're going right. to eat a bag of happy. My wife I'm gonna lay down all the time. A, I'm like, going to lay down a plate full of joy in an hour. Right. But, you, but you're you, demanding a bag of happiness right now. And you're going to ruin your dinner. And you're going to ruin your dinner. Yep. Seeking happiness now will ruin your joy. Meat and In three. the same way. You got to wait meat for the, and wait three. for the meat and three, my young helmet. Indeed. Won't you do so? Wait for the meet and three. Wait for the meet and three. You, by golly darn, sure I will. It takes courage. Next week. Uh, all right. <laughs> Any room. Can I tell you something? Yeah, yeah, please. You still got a <laughs> podcast face. A vi- you, got a, you got a podcast face. Yeah, it's a podcast, yes, podcast face. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now that people have seen it, can't say, you know. See, this doesn't work anymore because they can see our face. I know. I know. They know how extremely handsome I am. Uh, a lot of people say it. I know. Now the kitty's just walking around <laughs> with a Frank mask on. Dread. <laughs> no no <laughs> no can i ask you yeah. something yeah i'll do anything for you man go do something good i will gotta go yep. you got to accentuate the positive minus the negative latch on to the affirmative don't mess with mr in between you got to spread joy up to the maximum bring gloom down to the minimum, have faith or pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at, at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate us and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Do you hear them? Oh, listen to me, chillin' Anna. You will hear about the eliminating of the negative and an accent on a positive. And gather round me, chillin', if you're willing, and sit tight while I start reviewing the attitude of doing right. You gotta accentuate the positive feeling. Mine ain't the negative, lad.